title of this episode you're like how are they doing this again with another athlete we don't know but how you doing rebels welcome back and thanks for reporting to the hideout this is episode 17 and i'm your rebel host tyler soflo aka don't have a name for today dude to my left is your co-rebel host tony soflo aka fuck off yeah see that's where we're at right now Dude, I got to check to see if my microphone is working because this beanie's throwing off my audio. Testing. Oh, it works. I'm just an idiot. Uh, I could have told you it worked because I can hear you. You know what? I just said I'm an idiot. Oh, wait, no. To my left is your co-rebel host, Tony Sofal, a.k.a. just got his motorcycle endorsement, dude. Let's fucking go. Went dude. to Harley Davidson, said, "Hey, I'm here for a license," and they're like, "No, you're not." And then by the third day, they're like, "Okay, okay, you can, yeah, you can." Have and it. then within five minutes of getting my endorsement card, I walked out the building, got in my car, started driving, and lost it. <laughs> so I had to go back <laughs> and idiots. get another one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the place to come to for new way to follow the movement. Here we'll be talking about everything and anything in the parkour and freerunning world, from content reactions to, in- to to updates, interviews, reviews, advice, and more. But we do it our way. We keep screwing up of our words, and Tyler talks too fast. So keep tuning in to see what that means. Today's task will be interviewing George McGlynn. I got a question. George PK. What your question? What your question? So much went wrong there. I, was, I fucked up. Same question. I was like, I got yeah. Quentin, and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> as I try to fix it, I spit all the fucking, <laughs> all the fucking um like bar pieces, uh, all the granola bar pieces. Yeah. Anyway, I got um, We're not connecting this to that anymore, are we? No. So you're gonna connect your Bluetooth to the speaker. So guys, what's going on right now is before we call George, we're gonna we learned from Luke's interview the side angle and the third audio piece was way too much editing for the podcast. So I found a simpler way to do it where I'm just gonna have George's audio come out of the speaker and I'm gonna hold it next to my microphone. So it's just one audio file that I work with, and then we're gonna screen record his call um, to Tony's laptop, and I can just slap that on the video format of this because cutting back from this angle to the side angle that I had, and then working you, with the third you audio, could also, was you can also just fucking take it and just paste it right here since that that's a static angle. Yeah, There's it's just no that's too framing. far away. They're not gonna see him. I'm gonna yeah, probably whatever, blow it up more. dude. Anyway, so uh, George PK, yeah, man, we obviously know him as how everybody else knows him. While Tony works up with his phone call, uh, I'm gonna explain this. Basically, oh, everyone knows. Start. Don't call him yet. Uh, start yeah, start a screen recording. Uh, everybody knows him, as, of course, as the motherfucker who has the most Hercules genes there are, right? Like he ate springs for breakfast without any milk. Hashtag SpongeBob reference, okay? <laughs> and then he can just do potful, potful, potful up into the horizon, right? Instead of riding a horse, he just you could just you just see George in the distance, just potful, 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 all the way into the sunset, did, beautifully. Did we test to see if the screen recording records the audio on the outside too? I don't. Yeah, we did. It doesn't. It doesn't. And I don't. I the the. I'm avoiding a third audio file by. Oh yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Never so mind. I just need the screen to be recorded. Um. So we know him as that. We obviously know him from the Modus projects. Um. My first 
ex- like I guess you could say exposure to George was from the Spitting in the Wind series that Modus Project released. I was just like, what the hell? And there's something I'm going to actually mention from that series that I saw him do because I actually physically visited that spot with Tony and I saw the distance that he cleared as a double Kong and I was like, okay, okay, now I get it. And that's unfair. So we're going to ask him what the fuck his problem is. <laughs> Dude, that's a dope helmet too. That, that red one right there. So out of topic, but yes, I like it. Uh, go ahead and call his ass. <laughs> this is how we in, this is how we introduce our guests. Go ahead and call his ass. Hit it. It is recording, right? I know I was waiting. Oh, now it is. Recording. Okay, cool. Uh, and then his audio is connected to that speaker, right? Should be. Um. So yeah. Uh, as far as literally watching his movement, it's extremely entertaining. And you can actually see, like, you know how people say, oh, this guy's springy. You can visibly see this, this guy's spring in the videos, okay? And he actually just posted something today on the day of the call. What happened? I just, uh, that's, you're good. You leave it like that. That's fine. Do plus, uh, do, uh, does he have an iPhone? I don't know. <laughs> if he doesn't have an iPhone, we can't FaceTime him. Well, then we can audio call him. That's true. Yeah. And it's connected to this. So literally what I'm going to do is I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, so-and-so, so-and-so, George. And he's going to be like, oh, right. <laughs> I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to hold it like this pretty much or whatever. Probably like, probably like that. Just because I can't handle editing a third audio file, guys. Yay. Okay, dial it as a plus three four number. No, sorry, hold on. Uh, how did we call Luke? We just I just pasted his number, and it came up because uh, he has an iPhone. You should double check because if he doesn't have an iPhone, we can't FaceTime him. We'd have to do like Zoom. Do you have an iPhone or uh, a Mac or some shit? If he has a Mac. Siri, what's the area code for the UK? Do plus four four and then his number. Probably should have worked this out before recording, but it's all good, dude. That's why we're here, okay? It's the hideout. We're different. In a good or bad way. <laughs> Hit it. Oh. Wait, no. Yeah, there we go. Video. Ah, oh, here we go. Come on, George. Can't see shit on this. Hey! hey! Dude, listen, real quick before we get started, I am, yes, I'm holding this, okay? It's not an oversized dildo, this is a speaker, (laughs) and the reason why is because when we did Luke's episode, I had to edit a third audio file, and it was way too shitty, so I'm gonna do this where... Yeah. Okay, see So anyway, how you doing, (laughs) man? Yeah, I'm all good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Nah, dude. Thank you for coming. Thank on. you for coming. My first question is, why did you agree to this? <laughs> Lockdown. <Yeah. laughs> he was like, I didn't have any other choice. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you can be honest. It's all good. We know the truth. We're ugly. Anyway, uh, what we're gonna do is we're just gonna kind of um, 
go through what we I, I realized after doing Luke Stone's interview, we kind of found like a fun format to interview athletes. And so we're just going to stick to that format. But the questions are specified to you. Um, okay. So before we get into them, though, we just kind of want to know like a bit of what's what are you laughing at? I'm <laughs> just laughing at just the way you are. I'm holding this, dude. <laughs> the, I, this is George. To me, I'm holding George. I'm cradling him. You're, you're going to go back and you're going to be like, all right, listen, if any if any of those sofa movement guys hit you up for a podcast, don't fucking do it. They're weird as shit. <laughs> dude, look, he's even wearing a red shirt pretty much. Look, I'm holding him. Shut the fuck up, guys. <laughs> Um, anyway, so before we get into the questions, we just kind of know, want to know, like, just a bit info on your current life. Like right now, what has your life been like with Corona affecting it? What's it, what's it look like so far? Um, the biggest change is just not being able to go out and big social events. But for the most part, like it hasn't been too different. I've just been training loads because there's nothing else that I can do really at the moment so mainly training outdoors obviously and um, the weather's getting bad now so it's hard to train outdoors but just that and like spending time with my girlfriend and that's really it that sounds pretty chill does uh does your girlfriend know that yeah. you're you're a god at jumping uh, <laughs> um i don't know <laughs> i think i think well <laughs> I, I think she appreciates it but i don't know if she understands fully like um I don't know. <laughs> Dude, it's like he's prepping to do this fat plyo specifically to impress her and there's other PK dudes around to like watch and be like, Alright, I gotta I gotta do this to impress her and he does this massive plyo and sticks it and she's just like, That's great, babe <laughs> And the other guy's like, Oh shit It's like why am I impressing dudes more than a chick? <laughs> yeah. She she is she is motivational to be fair. Like she does like give me good um props and stuff for videos and stuff and like she does um think it's cool which is good so that no that is dope man that is good to have that uh that yeah. backup um yeah i was uh i was looking on instagram before we were setting up the podcast and you actually just posted something uh did, yeah. on the on your feed it, yeah but, uh, hold seen it? Uh, yeah i've seen it hold up so you were like probably your max plyo i got a question do you ever not yeah. make a joke <laughs> 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 is there ever a bounce back is there ever a bounce back involved <laughs> There is. Uh, luckily, with that one, like it, it's quite scary because it's one of my max and it's too real. Yeah, that was but fucking nuts. Lo- luckily, I overshot it the first time and just kind of stepped off. Jesus, well, of course. Yeah, and then a couple of bounces, and then the stick. So, um, <clears throat> real quick, just as a side note as well, I keep noticing this every time uh, I talk to people from the UK. Like, is there ever um, like a huge difference when you're hearing our accent as opposed to what you're used to and maybe some words that we say that are just like wait what are they talking about honestly for me i think you guys are easier to understand oh really fuck yeah (laughs) than people from where i live in in ireland like people are are here speaking gibberish (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he, 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 dude, I'm not gonna lie. I've heard some videos of some like real country folk from where we're at. And I'm like, that wasn't English. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know when the Sims when they're talking, it's like that. Like it's like complete gibberish. Like I find you guys easier to easier to listen to and understand. Okay. Thanks, there, partner. That, I appreciate that. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless we talk like this, of course, we're from the south. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I'm actually watching your post right now. Was this a training day that you had, like, 
yesterday or something? That was today. What the fuck? All right, cool, cool. So he was like, "Hey, be, he, he was. This is him hitting up his community. He's like, "Hey guys, before I go on this podcast today, I just want to go ahead and just do this really quick 180 to punch Rudy. Uh, it's gonna be fine. Just record it, and I, <laughs> dude, it's so casual for you." That was like um, three hours ago. Fuck. No shit, dude. Uh, I, yeah, I'm watching the 180, the wall run 180 to the Rudy. Um, yeah. Stuff like that seems to be. Not you, because I know there's a whole thing of like trying hard to make things look effortless, but I actually think this is effortless for you. <laughs> um, I mean, it's in the middle, I think. It's like, like, it is and it isn't. Like, but I always, as you said, I always do try my best. Like, I'll do something as many times as it takes to where I'm genuinely happy with how it looks. Right, yeah. I, and that, that I always admire from other athletes as well, instead of just kind of like the fact that they actually were able to c succeed with their run once, like they were able to put it together once, but then just leave it at that instead of trying to actually make it even cleaner than that. Um, yeah. So I think that's dope. I'm so critical. So it's hard. Like, I'm so critical. And I know another example is Ed Scott. He's the same as me. So, like, when we train together, it's like, just one more. Just, just film me doing one more. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Do you do you find yourself doing one more because you want to make it cleaner, or because you genuinely are having fun with the line, or both? I mean, sometimes both, but mainly to be honest, because I'm not happy with an aspect of how something looks. I want to do it repeatedly until it looks and feels exactly how you want. Like for me, the feeling is important. Like I want it to feel. The way I want it. Got it. Yes, it does. I don't want it to feel controlled and nice, or like I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, all right. Well, our last little opener question is: it kind of comes back. It stems back to the first thing we said, which was why the fuck you agreed to be on here because i know you because luke told me that you guys knew about the episode we did on soul destroyer uh yeah 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 like you guys were able to know about us from that and then when i made that joke this is for everybody because we have a camera behind you so when i look at it i'm looking at our quote-unquote audience when yeah. i <laughs> i commented on your post and i said uh I said, how, how about we redefine what the fuck sore legs means on this here podcast? Because you were like, oh, my leg's a little sore. And like half the community can't even do what the fuck you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I, funny. It, it does happen. I get very icky legs because like, especially then when I posted that, like when I posted that video, I trained every day, seven days or six or seven days every day so like my legs no like, shit jesus fuck <laughs> not good damn but then after you saw me comment that you were like nah i guess i'll go on the podcast i guess <laughs> no i'm always happy to, to be involved and i appreciate i appreciate you guys having me on the podcast it's super fun man i uh, i actually really enjoy doing it and it's it's a new way for us to see the different personalities of other athletes that you only yeah. realistically see them move. You don't really right. see them too much interact, talk, or see their personality. So this way is the best way to see that. So I think it's dope. Um, yeah, definitely. Oh, I got Chipotle sending Get Chipotle off of your email list, dude. Uh, so <laughs> Chipotle. Dude, dude, right? Dude. That's what I'm talking about, George. Yeah. Because he's been to America. America. Yeah. You were in America. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
And obviously the first question I got, well, I don't have too many questions about America because it's more towards your personality. But one question, if I had to ask about it, because you visited here, it has to pertain to food. So my question is, what was the best restaurant or food chain that you went to when you were here? Oh, man. And a nice burger. Yeah. Yeah, and dude. Burger, I've been now because I've been to California on like three different occasions now. Australian, um, every time straight to In-N-Out Burger. That's yeah, awesome, dude. That's dude. fucking what's up. Um, so anyway, we have here some questions on uh, getting to know you, and then we're going to go into a quick fire round like I told you on Instagram, and then we're going to end it with some serious-ass questions about, like, you know, the future okay, cool. projects, stuff like that. Um, so the first one, obviously, I just want – for anybody who may not know too much about you, if you could just say, like, your – uh, where you're from, your age, how many years you've been training, you know. Yeah. Um, so my name is George McGowan. I'm from the Modus Projects team uh, that originates in the UK. I'm 22 years old, and I'm from Belfast in Northern Ireland. Holy and fuck, you're 22? For 11 years. You've been training for 11 years? Jesus. Damn, yeah. you started young. <clears throat> Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. so I started when I was like, yeah, 11, 10 maybe. I could I could do a backflip before I trained. Like What the fuck? Yeah, I could do a backflip before I trained or knew about parkour. And then I started. So I think I was like 11 when I started, yeah. Okay, hold up real quick. So this isn't a part of the questions. When you did your, because I'm assuming you've had springy ass legs your entire life. So when you did your first flip, did you tell me you over rotated it? You felt- <laughs> uh, like I, I didn't have at the start. Like I had the back handspring because I couldn't backflip. Like I didn't have the strength to backflip um, without my hands. But oh shit. Like, I suppose that was from doing no training at all, like no acrobatic training. Like I just did it on the trampoline and then was like, I just go out and do it on the grass. And then I like, started trying like to do it and like landing on my knees. <laughs> oh shit. So like you actually didn't get over that well. I would have thought that you would have went up in the air and like you would have tucked no, no, no. and like his, went right to his you. Super, he, his superpowers didn't develop yet. He didn't, he didn't go through his uh, transformation Okay, yet. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was still a youngin. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense. So uh, yeah, Tony's got the next question. Oh shit, yeah. Well, I mean, this is perfect, actually. Tell us about your, your origin story, like how you got, how into you got started and whatnot. Um, how I got to parkour was, like many people, and I saw a video on um, the internet. Um, I'm trying to think. I know that one of the first videos I was watching was uh, Scott Jackson. Damn it, with the Scott Jackson guy again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, he had a video on Earth Free Flow of him doing, like, summer training. And he was doing like mad. Um, he was actually doing like the first split freeze, probably ever. Right. Parkour. Dude, or like some of the first. Scott and, like, Jackson. He was doing like backflips on really small walls. And I remember seeing the video and just being like, whoa, like that's so sick. And yeah. then like started from there. But the first time I actually saw parkour but didn't start was, I don't know if you've seen the video Urban Ninja. Yeah, I think I have, yes. Yeah. Is he in like a mall or something at one point? Yes, yes, yes. I've yes, seen it. The Asian guy. Yep. It's like, yeah, I didn't start, but like that was like that must have been like 2006. I saw watch that video, and then yeah, and then when I saw the Urban Free Flu stuff and Scott Jackson, I actually got started. Wow. Yeah, so so okay. Um, 
what if you can add one more tidbit to your origin story like and make it brief because i don't i whenever i ask people's origin story i don't want them to like go on for too long because you know yeah that's just a piece of, yeah. of their of your life but you were introduced to scott jackson stuff and that motivated you to start but like what was your actual first step in attempting parkour was it in a gym was it outside what was the first thing you try to do on the first day you're like i'm doing parkour um a couple of my friends like yeah we watched the videos and then we just went out and it was outside we started training and we just like basically we're watching all the once we got parkour we just typed in parkour on youtube and then obviously came across all the og david bell videos and then like we literally just went out and started jumping off the highest thing <laughs> i think like a lot of people did the same thing like we're just jumping off stuff and doing like awful rolls Right, right, right. Letting your knees touch the ground and then rolling. <laughs> the rolls didn't even fucking matter yeah, at that rolling, point. Rolling onto your head and then going <laughs> over. Perfect. Well, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, uh, Luke's Luke's origin story is uh, a bit similar. Everybody apparently on Modus was taught by Scott Jackson. So <laughs> Tony, we got to go and meet Scott Jackson. Yep. Scott. Uh, he's the next. He's the next person on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you said it. Luke said it. He's a legend. Um, so this next question was actually written by Tony, but apparently I got to say it now. And uh, he wrote, or, well, we wrote, because I also believe this too. Are you naturally good at everything you do? Uh, or do you have trouble with things like the rest of us normal folk? <laughs> um, I'm definitely not good at everything. Um, I find, like, I, f I feel like I'm bad at problem solving things <laughs> just in life. Like, I don't know, like, what could you consider problem solving, like a task? Whether I should buy I food today or I, save my money. For example, like anything mechanical, like cars or like anything, like I just, ah. I just um, Oh, like if like, a tire got flat on the side of the road, you wouldn't know how to. Yeah, like, yeah, no, no, no. I have no idea how to change my tire, like or <laughs> yeah. Like when it comes to stuff like that, like I feel like I'm useless. Like, <laughs> but Tony, don't laugh. This man's pouring out his his honesty. <laughs> Yeah, this is me being honest, but a lot of people know that about me. Like, if you were to ask Giles, he would tell you the same thing. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, pretty, like, when it comes to, like, yeah. I know exactly what you're referring to now. No, I understand what you mean, yeah. And then also, and yeah, then, and, like, yeah, go ahead. Sport, like, sport, like, I suppose I can do, like, I come from uh, inline skating, like, rollerblading. Yeah, so I, I heard can... this about you. Yeah, I can rollerblade, I can do flips and stuff on rollerblades, and like, um, I can scooter, but I would not say that I'm good at, I'm good at everything I do, definitely not, that's not the case. Okay, okay. I see, okay, yeah, that, that does answer the I question. Just, I just had to clarify it for the five people that are watching right now, um, <laughs> so just they can, they can know, you know? I think I think a bit more people will, like listen to this than we All think. All right, so like seven people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll share. I'll share. Hell, Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. The next That's it. When you come to Florida, you're getting a uh, Chipotle. That's on us. Yeah. We'll buy you Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's, that's me next. Next one is you. Next question is you, Tony. Right, so the springy gene phenomenon, uh, like when did that develop? Yeah. Because apparently, like, I can't remember who it was that told me this because there's a guy in Spain from, you know, the team GUP, G-U-P? Galizian yeah, Urban. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a there's one member named Chicho. XIXO is yeah. his yeah. He has like apparently really taut uh tendons and ligaments in his calves and stuff. 
So it gives them yeah. this extra boost. And I was told by somebody, I can't remember, maybe it had been Giles, that you have something similar. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a myth. There's myths about you, man. What do you mean? Like tight ligaments? I no, I don't know. Like I'm not sure. Like how? I only started like as I was saying. I did train for a long time, and I was like always had decent technique. I would suppose, but like the strength wasn't there. Like I remember doing my first double throws and stuff off big big ledges, but like I wasn't strong enough to land. Right. Mm. Like, I would just land and, like, ragdoll. Oh, like, you didn't have the strength for impacts? Yeah, like, and I'd say, like, when I hit, like, 15 and 16, I just got, like, randomly just, like, way stronger. Like, I don't know how. So huh. It's genetic than I was. Th- I, I would think. Genetics. Like, at puberty, like, through puberty, like, once I hit the actual stage of puberty and, like, I, I grew a bit, well, not much. <laughs> 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 when I did, when I did, like I just randomly got strong, like stronger. I don't know. It could be then what I was referring to, which is like the the tendons and stuff in your legs, I guess in your calves and whatnot, act kind of like springs in a way. Like that's what I was explained to me. Dude, I wonder if he has the Hercules gene. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, um, like that's what I when people ask me, like there's no workout. It's just genetics, I think. Okay, so that kind of does answer, like, the, yeah, 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 that does answer that. Um, all right, well, yeah. then that kind of goes into this next thing, because, like, having the physical uh, aspect of training, there's also the mental aspect. So my question is, uh, are you kind of deep down an actual, like, analytical person, or are you kind of more empty-minded? No, I'd say I'm quite analytical when I think about things. Like, I definitely break down runs and challenges and in, and just in general like even in life like i would think a lot about how things will affect different scenarios before i do them for sure really okay so yeah, does when you do that does that sometimes stress you out um yes it can but then i feel like that's just consciously being conscious about things <laughs> like how for example your actions affect other people mm-hmm. like, yeah well, yeah, that's normal, I think. Yeah, I believe that's normal. Does that sometimes, because that's, that's more of like general life thing. Is there a way, is there something that happens to you in that regard when training? Like, do you, when you're thinking of a run or a jump, do you think of like these different hypothetical scenarios like you just mentioned, but specifically geared towards yeah. training? But I think that the risk assessment is there, but like, honestly, like my, if I think I can bounce something, I'll try Like, that's, that's the way I think about things. Like, if I can safely bounce, jump, I'll try it. Like, I'll definitely try it. Did, uh, did you specifically train bounce backs a lot? Like, was that something that was uh, part of your training? Not, like, not specifically, but, like, I feel like from trying, like, maximum standing praise and just, like, over the years and, like, just getting the technique from, like, literally trying things that right. are actually on my peak. Right, like, right. On my mind. That, like there's the jumps locally that I've tried for years and I've bounced them and like I'm still bouncing them now and it's like damn like that all adds to like yeah being safe for other jumps okay okay that makes that makes sense I wanted to, I wanted to find out yeah the next question Tony oh shit um <laughs> well you kind of already answered this but it was like you 
you don't have any type of workout routine that you do now as far as like uh, strength it's just parkour no. Hey man, that's fucking unfair. Do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when we so like <clears throat> we're we're doing this podcast out of our like townhome uh cuz unfortunately we live together and uh when we moved in here, we were like the first literally the first thing we bought was a gym for the garage cuz we were like we need these gains right now. Yeah, in in the uh in the car there's a one car garage. So obviously the homes here in America are a bit different the way that they are in the UK and Europe really. Um, yeah. so we have a, it's two stories, but it's narrow, but, um, there's a one car garage and instead of putting the car in there, what we did was we converted it into a small weightlifting gym, if you will. That was the first thing we invested in when we got here because right, right, George, if you're listening, just make sure you're listening again because my fat ass can't do shit unless I lift. So anyway, that's just that. Uh, <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I was wondering like if you also had like some type of maybe, but here's the thing though. You said you train like six days a week. That's a, a lot. That in and itself is working out. Not always. Like I do train like that was just because I was away and in England, but like unusual at home, like for example, in the summer, because there, it's actually like kind of mostly dry, like I would train in at least three times a week like okay okay usually usually more yeah that's enough to not only maintain things but also progress so yeah it's, 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 whoa whoa how did that work i have no idea okay that sorry really stupid um real quick before he asks you because we have one more question before we go into like the quick fire round and whatnot yeah um yeah I just want to give you a quick exit strategy from this whole podcast, you know, because we can get a little stupid sometimes. So if at any point you're like, I don't want to talk on this podcast anymore, all you, <laughs> all, all you got to do, give us the middle finger and hit the end call button. That's no, dude, it. for them, it's this. <laughs> do that. So, yeah, I'm just giving you that exit strategy, you know, yeah. if you feel like we're. <laughs> um. All right. Last thing I saw in your bio that I didn't know about. Tell me about uh, what's it called? Thunder Action Sports. Yeah, so it's like um, they own a large uh, indoor skate park near where I live, and then they do a lot of outreach and community stuff. So like youth youth work, uh, working with children. On oh, they do like summer camps, uh, performance shows, and like stuff like that. So they're someone that. I do a good bit of work for also and they help me out with um some things um in forms of training and stuff so okay so they're, they're pretty really, much like a really cool. they're a little like a little sponsor for you pretty much yeah 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 like okay like this one. yeah that's nice. dope and then that's obviously different than that small parkour gym that you have near you because you know we watch the mo we, we watch the channel so i know that there's that small gym where you slipped on your ass homeboy yeah <laughs> uh, oh man <laughs> That was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, what about that gym? The gym is so small, like, so small. It's the video, like, when it's on GoPro <coughs> wide angle like that, it doesn't look that small. But when you're there, it's like, you'd be, like, blown away. Like, especially with the gyms in America. Like, if you actually came to that gym, you'd be like, what the fuck is it? <laughs> But like saying that, it's still really good for training. Like, yeah, I still enjoy training on it. Right. How how 
how far away is it from your place and how frequently do you train there? Um, I can drive there in 30 minutes. Okay. So it's pretty close. And I can train there. I've got a key so I can train there whenever I want. Um, I train there at the minute about, because it's getting into winter, like I train there about two or three times a week. Got it. Wow. Okay, cool. So, uh, it's good to do lashes because I have no other spot to do lashes. So. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I feel like honestly, the majority of training laches and stuff is in gyms realistically, like in a way, I mean, unless, I know this is like a bar park Unless this is a huge bar park, but that's it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm wrong yeah. on that. I wish I had a bar park or something, but like I have nothing to really do lachets on except for in the gym. So yeah, that, uh-huh. that asshole Callum Powell has a big ass <laughs> bar park in Brighton. Um, yeah, I wish man, I would dream of having that <laughs> yep. yep just oh, so i can get better at bars too uh, dude you know those memes you know those memes with the girl and boyfriend in bed and she's like i bet he's dreaming about somebody else and it's George <laughs> dreaming about the bar park <laughs> <laughs> sitting at night thinking about runs to do <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um really quick I'm going to add one more question just before we go into the quick fire, yep. quick fire round just because I just randomly thought of it. Do you have any plans of coming back to America to, like, train at all, like, in the future? Definitely, yeah. I love I love America. <laughs> <laughs> I love the food. Hell yeah, <laughs> boy. Doesn't everybody? I love the food and I love the gyms and I just love training there. So I definitely, like, we were supposed to go out again to Woodward. In Pennsylvania, um, obviously, um, COVID happened, so yeah. we were planning to go there and then to usually we do Woodward and then Apex International and NAPC. Right. In Canada. So I was, we were planning, but for the future, definitely, like I definitely want to go back out. I'm planning to visit Daryl again in um, San Francisco. Right, right. Fuck yeah. Well, uh, well, if you ever decide to come down to, you know, the south part of the United States. <laughs> you ever come to, if you ever decide to go to Florida, which I don't know if you've ever been to. I've been to Florida. Dude, what? On family, family holiday, but never to church. See, for us, that means vacation, Tony. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> they call it holiday. Like, I'm going to go on a holiday. They don't call it, I'm going to go oh, on vacation. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's why I said that, yeah. Dude, that sounds way better than saying, I'm going to go on vacation. Chillaxification. Shut up. All right. Uh, so <laughs> our dynamic is <coughs> hilarious. We know. Um, <laughs> no, but <clears throat> yeah, if you ever decide to go to Florida again for training, uh, you got a place to stay and we got all the spots to show you. Don't worry. Tell Giles. <laughs> um, hang, on, hang on. Wait. Say it. Say that one more time because we lost your audio for a second. On the... I said I'll, I'll ask Giles. Please fly me out. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Fly them out. Um, all right. So this is the way the quick fire round works. <clears throat> Essentially, you're going to have, what did we do for Luke? Two minutes? I think it's two minutes. You're going to have two minutes to answer 12 questions and they're all one worded uh, questions. The majority of them are like, you know, your typical, just like really quick facts about you. But then the last, the well, the last question is supposed to just be stupid. Um, so... Tony and I are going to ask it back to back. I'm going to put a timer on. 
for two minutes. And when I say go, Tony is going to, no, I'm going to start off with the first question and then we go from there. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you ready? All right. Timer starting three, two, one. Now first question, favorite color. Black. Second question, favorite food. Pizza. Favorite parkour move. Side flip. Oh no, well that's that you could say that's not parkour, Kong. Favorite flip. Side flip. <laughs> Favorite parkour team. Modus. <laughs> Favorite parkour shoes. Um new new balance four twenty. Favorite parkour gym. Uh, Apex NorCal Squadron Headquarters. It's also called. So yes. Next country you want to visit? Uh, but does this mean want to have been to? It could be any country you want to go to. America. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Who do you hate most <laughs> in the Modus projects? <laughs> oh, I can't say that. I think this one, but I can't say it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fuck. We're going to try to get one of you to say it. Well, right. I swear to God. All right. Uh, pop foals or double side flips? What? Uh, double foals. Okay. Okay. If you had one spot to train at forever, where would it be? Ooh. One place forever. Actually, the spot you might see in my video is this brown wall spot. Um, it's like, it's crazy. But yeah, that spot, I can't explain it any other way. Okay, and then last question is a long one. Would you rather have your jump distance doubled, but every time you jump, you fart uncontrollably, or would you have your current distance decreased by half? Nah, I'd be farting. I'd be farting. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! And All with right, ten seconds, with ten seconds to spare, everyone give it up for George Hell TK. Yeah. <laughs> Man loves to fart. Man's going to fart and jump even further now. Be like, oh, God, I haven't seen George BK in person in forever. Oh, what's he going to do? Oh, he's going to do this huge pre. <laughs> he fucking does it. Just, <laughs> what the fuck happened to George? Oh, he made a bet he couldn't refuse. <laughs> Two satisfactions in one, he says. Um, all right, so. Dude, my problem with that was like, what if I accidentally shit? Doesn't matter. You're gonna jump double distance, dude. I don't think you want to be shitting yourself whilst training. Let's start wearing a diaper. Yeah, dude. Um. All right. So now we're gonna get into the serious shit, as I call this segment of an interview, where we ask about like specific things that you've either done, specific thing that happened to you, or what have you. So, yeah. uh, the first question I have here is. Um, you're known for quite a bit of things, but at first you definitely were known for the pop fools over and over again. As you go into the sunset, uh, why, why did you start doing that when it happened and how did you feel about being noticed for that? Um, I just did it because at the time I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed doing pop fools. And then as time went on, like I just, change to other things like what well, i didn't care that uh, that's what i was known for like i don't know it's better to get noticed for doing something than nothing so fair that is fair but you uh, did you decide to change things up a bit because you you saw that people were like ah oh, he's doing pop fools 
yeah, I was conscious that like it got to the stage where like I was doing a lot of lines, but like I was like, really, I'm just kind of doing fools all the time. So I just like try and tried to change things up and do other things, but like now I suppose you could say all I do is side flips. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, here, Tony, can you push the laptop back a bit uh, more so he can just a bit more? Yeah, there you go. Sorry. All right, cool. Um, no, yeah, I feel that because some people, the reason why I asked that is because some people like to like, when they see that they're getting noticed or something, they ride that wave. Like for example, Cork Boy, right? He knows yeah. that people watch him because of that. So he just kept doing those, but you were like, nah. I, wa- I didn't want, like, I wanted to be people to know that I was able to do other things, not just not just fools, not just pop fools. Like, right. wanted people to see that I could actually do, like, other moves. Right. Right. No, I compl- I 100% agree with you on that. I remember you mentioning that once on something. I, it probably was the Modus Podcast, can't remember. And I was, like, 100% in agreement with you. And I wanted to just, like, ask it in further detail. But what do you, what do you think about that? Yeah. No, that's fair. I wouldn't want to be known for something. Just that, one thing. And then, yeah, but yeah. the thing is that some people like see that as like an opportunity to just get like famous or whatever. And then yeah. they just ride that wave. That's true. Um, all right. Next question. Uh, okay. So you're from spitting in the wind. If you remember battery park from New York city, Oh yeah. the yeah. jumps you did in that thing, man, like tell us about it. Yeah. Like, well, I just realized that I was supposed to ask that and you were supposed to ask the previous one. Yeah, so you fucked it. I know I did, but you still asked exactly how I was going to. Uh, to elaborate on that, George, sorry, is like do we... You mean, do you mean the rum that I did in Battery Park? I'm talking about the goddamn double Kong you did, bro, and how that was inhumanly possible. We've been there. We've been there and we looked at it and I was like... Oh, oh, in Battery Park? Yes, 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 in New York? Yep. Yeah, man. Uh, you think it's inhumanly possible? No, I don't think it's inhumanly possible, but I definitely see it as like a big effort because, okay, what really? I enjoyed it. Well, I know, I, be- <laughs> I know, I bet you did. And here's the thing: if I could do it, I'd enjoy it too. But here's the thing: I enjoyed it. this. The reason why I bring this up is because this was my actual first exposure to understanding your power, and it was because when I saw you Kong pre it to front half out. When I saw the distance of the Kong Pre and then put it in my head that you Kong Pre'd it to front half out, I was like, oh, so he came from another planet. Because that's, that is hard as shit, man. Not a lot of people can do that. Yeah, it is, it is a pretty deep, like pretty big size. The, it's a nice, um, the, the takeoff is really nice, which I think helps. Like it's like a perfect height mm-hmm. of wall yeah. for me. Yep. To Kong. So it's like, and then, like, once we got there, like, me and, um, well, me, me, Luke, and Kaelin all doubled it. Yeah, that's the thing that you guys, do you guys train double Kongs a lot? Because I would have to train do, a lot. Yeah, I do quite a lot. I do quite a lot outside double Kong. I recently did a, uh, that double Kong cap on my Instagram, which is, like, toe-breaking, but... Dude, that, I just, it, it's just because, because I saw the Battery Park jumps in person... And I was like, these assholes double Kong this? Like, that's a, for me, that's a, de- that's a big double Kong. For yeah, me personally. No, it, it is. Like, the, the, the most impressive thing is not me. The most impressive thing is that I caught, me and Keelan Kong prayed it first and then did the double. The most impressive thing is that Luke did the double without Kong praying it first. Jesus. He, right. He just went for it immediately. He was just like, I was like, yeah, I might try the double. And then he was just like, Yep, I'll do it. <laughs> Man, <laughs> what he, the he fuck? did it. And, and 
than I did. <clears throat> what the hell, man? Can you guys ship me some yeah. jammy Dodgers or whatever they're called? Jammy Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that looks amazing. When I saw him eating that, I was like, dude, you need to ship them over to me. Um, all right, next yeah. question is still Tony. Tony, ask it. All right, you seem to have the most laid back mentality in the team when it comes to like projects and trips. How do you do it? <laughs> you don't you don't overthink anything? <laughs> His ankles broke, but they didn't break. <laughs> that was so funny to me, dude. Man, I still am wondering how anyone's ankles can take that. <laughs> we'll never know. Dion has flex flexible ankles, but for the men for the mentality, I think I just do this like the way I think about it is I just do the stuff that I want to do, like I do the runs that I want to do and like I feel like I'm good at not letting the pressure like I don't want to go to a spot and just force myself to do runs because I know we're making a video. Hmm. Like, right, right. I want to do the, like, I just do the runs that I want to do and the stuff that is satisfactory for me. And I feel like that that's a good um, mentality to have, especially when training with a lot of really good people. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to, like, the stress of, like, traveling, like, for example, if you – because I, I, Spitting in the Wind is one of your guys' also other popular projects. When you guys watch how you travel together in a van, uh, I would assume that you wanted to punch someone in the teeth or maybe you were really laid back. And that's what I was wondering. Like, I feel like you're the more laid back uh, guy. There was, there was a couple of near beatings on that trip. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but, is, but, like, do you do – you, because when you had your interviews in that in that project, um, you seemed pretty like just chilled out and relaxed about everything that happened. Yeah, it was uh, like I don't mind the traveling, and like I'm someone who's very patient. If you ask Giles, like he thinks I'm 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 a freak because I can sit on like a four or five hour flight. I'm doing nothing. Yeah, dude. I remember. He, yeah, that was in the uh, spinning in the wind. Yeah, you're just like staring forward, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, he just said because like I just sat there and like didn't go to sleep and just like I don't know. I just sat there doing nothing. He's like, <laughs> when we came back from Woodward a couple years ago, we were on like a flight to Iceland and there was no TVs on the flight. Right. So and I didn't. I didn't have. I don't even have any music on my phone. <laughs> and then I just like sat and looked at. the I'm baffled right now too, man. How are you not? What were you thinking about? Did your mind just go off into white mind mode or something? He, the funniest thing he always says is the whole spitting in the wind. We drove the whole of America and I had eight songs on my phone. What the, what fuck? the fuck, dude? <laughs> How? 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 Honestly, I didn't even really listen to them that much. I just looked out the window. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of fair in that part because you're in a different country. You're yeah, kind of that's looking fair. At all but I was, just enjoying the, I was just enjoying the vibes. I was just happy, happy to be there. Dude, that's I want to do a road trip with you. Dude. Yeah, I want to do a road trip weird. with you. You seem like you got some chill vibes. I understand that, but the flight where you're staring at the back of <laughs> nothing. What were you thinking about? Matt, everything. <laughs> really <laughs> dude like, i don't know like i just i i don't i just doesn't bother me like i just realized that okay i have to sit down for five hours and do nothing and that's just the way it is okay so that i get but here's the thing when someone like for example giles uh 
yeah. when they hear that for the first time, they automatically assume that your mind went into blank mode. But you're telling me that you actually thought about multiple things that basically took up your time in your head and it made time go by quicker? Yeah, well, the time still went by dreadfully slow, but, like, uh, I, it wasn't blank. There was definitely stages where it was blank, but, like, I just, I don't know. I was definitely thinking about things. Dude, I think you were meditating. I think you were meditating on accident. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's, that's what Jal said. He's like, you're going to some sort of zen. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. Wow, that's know. crazy. So you don't okay? That because part of the question was like, how do you do it? And you were just like, ah, I just, I, I just, I'm just sit there. I got, I got another random question yeah. that, that came up. Um, do you have so when it comes to like doing parkour? So for example, on the plane, you said your mind went into, you just started thinking. Do you ever have trouble yeah. shutting off your mind when you're trying to do parkour jumps, or does it get in the way? Um, I feel like it's the same for everyone. Like, it gets in the way sometimes because I feel like there'll always be jumps that you know you can do but there's still some mental barrier like even though you, i'm sure both you both have experienced it like yeah. there's jumps you know you can do but for some reason there's still a mental barrier yeah yeah because like, our mind's being a bitch that's why <laughs> and i can't get over it yeah and like sometimes it is very hard but like as i said earlier like no it's got like now if i can bounce off something safely like it's obviously not something that's incredibly high up or like right. safe to bounce off it. I'll, right. yeah, I'll, I'll try it. Okay. So you just pretty much go back to that realization of that, hey, I can if I, I can bounce safely. So worst case, worst case scenario is I just bounce it. Yeah. Like, uh, so um, I recently, definitely recently in the last, like since the start of the lockdown and stuff, and start of this year, I've definitely got a bit better at mentally committing to things, I think. That's dope. Um, okay, so... What we're going to do now is we're just going to ask a couple questions uh, referring to Soul Destroyer specifically because that's your guys' yeah. most recent project, obviously. Uh, a success, I might yeah. add. That was fucking awesome. I mean, as you know, we did a review on it and whatnot. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate the support. Dude, it's, yeah, it course. is insanely inspiring, and you should have seen all of the uh, stories from all the American athletes just getting together and watching it. Like, they're like getting together in one house there's multiple athletes in a house just screening soul destroyer yeah. there's so many stories i saw of that happening that's sick it's so dope that so many people wanted to watch it like we never thought as many people would be um like we didn't think anywhere close to the amount of people who bought the video like we it was just crazy like we didn't expect that many people to be interested like, yeah, and that's usually kind of how it works, doesn't it? Where like you know you just kind of do something for yourselves, pretty much, and you don't yeah. have much thought of after that, and then all of a sudden it just kind of blows up. Yeah, like we put a lot of effort into it. Like there was a lot of effort, like especially from Giles and Johnston. Like there was massive effort, um, but it's just good that it came out so well, and like the community really appreciated it, and it was just awesome. Yeah, man, I I completely agree. So you know, speaking on this, so going into it. Um, the first, I mean, I have a question here, but I don't want to ask it yet. It's it pertains to a move. First, I want to ask in just general, what was your like role in the film? Like, how much of it were you a part of it? How much of in the trip were you in it? You know that kind of thing. Um, I'm not actually in the video as much as I would have liked, but the reason for that is because I had um, an ankle injury when we did so all the clips in London. 
I was fine, but then when we went to Portugal and Spain, I was injured with like an ankle. I don't even know what it is. I still feel it now. Like hmm. it's on and off. Like sometimes I take a really deep bounce, and it like injures me for a while. I, d- I still don't know the problem. Hmm. Um, Sound like scar tissue. But like I didn't get as many cuts as I would like, so I don't know. I think I was trying my best to motivate the other guys during it. Okay, so then that's the next question that I can stem off of is because you were in Vigo, because that's the city you guys were in uh, in Spain, Vigo. Yeah. Uh, I'm half yeah, yeah. I'm half Spaniard, so that's why I knew I knew those spots very well. And I even asked Luke, I was like, "Did you guys go to Coruña, which is the other city that has all the crazy spots?" Like, no, we wanted to. We wanted to. Dude. But we didn't get. We didn't have. We were supposed to go with some guys from Gulf. Yep. And then I just we just ran out of time, like. And it was the travel from Vigo, like the whole thing, like in terms of like money, I think as well, like it just wasn't going to be worth it. We thought like to travel so far away. Yeah, it was like, it's like, it's a, it's a train ride and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, we've, we've commuted from Coruña to Vigo before in train. So we understand that. Um, yeah. But anyway, my, my question was, is that you were in Spain and Portugal uh, with kind of like this angle impingement. Did that bring you yeah. down? Were you upset, or were you actually trying to be in the mentality of I'm just going to enjoy what I can here, do the best I can? Or what was your mentality to being there? It was kind of disappointing, yeah. Like it was hard not to be annoyed sometimes because you go to spots and there's like challenges where I'm like, "Fuck, I could, I could definitely do that." But then I couldn't point off, so I could still train, but I couldn't risk pointing, and so it was or like heavily, so. It's hard to try things that are challenging when you can't bounce. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's either you just hardcore commit to it and see what happens or you don't do it at all. Yeah. And it's hard to hardcore commit to something that's big. Even if you're like pretty sure you won't bounce it because there's always a chance that you yep. will bounce it. And then it's like in your head, like, oh, if I bounce it, I'm going to be even more injured. Yep. And then uh, I'll not be able to do anything. I know how but that it's feels. Like stuck to stuff that I knew I could like get away with pretty safely. Like, Right. And so, because uh, Tony's going to ask the next question, so I want to finish this one. So throughout the entire filming of Soul Destroyer in Spain and Portugal, which, by the way, it took how long? How long are you guys there for? Three weeks. Three weeks. So three weeks you were kind of dipping in and out of just like, man, fuck this, to, all right, I'm going to encourage my teammates. Yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was half and half. Like, sometimes I would be frustrated, and then, but, like, I'm always hyped. I'm always hyped when one of the boys does a sick line. I am always hyped. <laughs> that is great That's to dope, hear, man. man. That is great to hear because yeah. I want Tony to share his thoughts on what would happen to you mentally if they were to if that would happen. But for me, just so you give it, get an insight of how I can be, um, that would be an insane difficulty for me to be three weeks. And I, it's kind of happened in the past. Three weeks you know, at these spots that I've never been to with an ankle impingement or what have you that kind of prevents me from training, it would be very difficult for me for a while. I would have to change into some alternate mindset to actually adapt to it for those remaining weeks because I would be like what you said, disappointed or annoyed, but like times five, man, like to the point where it might even affect other people's vibes. And that's something that I got to work on. Cause so when I hear you say, I'm always hyped for the boys, I'm always hyped. That's something that I realize that I should be better at. But Tony, what would what would happen to you if that no i have a i have a i guess a pretty similar uh state as you because like i if i'm injured i can i'll find something else that will like uh be fun and enjoyable during that yeah. trip and moment so like that can either be 
helping film or like seeing another teammate like do a line like how you said and that helps you up that's more so the case for me i will go i will be like fuck man i'm I'm here for three weeks and i can't do shit like i wasted my money on a plane ticket and whatnot but i'll usually just find like a different way of like looking at it that can make the trip enjoyable and then when you fly back you can stare at the back of a seat for five hours yep (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah yeah i agree yeah, it's just, like, it's hard, but, like, as you said, I did also get disappointed. Like, I was going in and out, as I said. Like, there was definitely time, and, like, what you said, you said that sometimes you think it could affect other people's vibe. Like, for me, like, it definitely did affect the other guys sometimes because, like, they could probably see the frustration. Right. Like, I was frustrated with not being able to do some of the stuff that I wanted to do, but, yeah, as I said, just trying to motivate, like, be gassed and be hyped for everyone else's runs um like jordan was the mvp in my opinion <laughs> dude uh, oh you'd say that that you're critical he literally goes pathetic <laughs> after doing a fat ass fl- side flip pre to punch rudy he's like pathetic i was like dude relax <laughs> yeah i'm telling you him uh yeah Jordan for me was the MVP yeah. of the whole thing. Like I, I thought his runs were like really nice and like a lot of the stuff he did really impressed me and I just like but everyone everyone that's I'm not saying like everyone definitely killed it. I just like, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And it, it, it was be honest here, was Giles uh this also kind of pertains to how you were feeling during the trip. Was Giles stressed out the whole time? Was he actually okay? No, uh, no, he was fine. Like I feel like Giles is someone that, like, he is a chill guy, and, like, even if he is stressed, he doesn't really project it onto us. <laughs> like, I feel like he's good at keeping keeping the right mood. Right, that's like, really good. Keeping, keeping us all motivated to train. That's actually really awesome to hear. Yeah, that's really good. That's hard, because that's hard to do. I want to talk to him in person again, because I was talking to him through, like, voice messaging on Instagram, which is not the same as what we're doing, so I got to talk to him again. He loves, Giles loves a voice message. He does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, he left me a couple. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so now moving on to the movement in Soul Destroyer, can you tell me what happened on that uh, 540 gap they did, the Rudy, whatever movement you want to call it, the front 540 um, gap where you're, you, like, rubbed your shin and you're like, I was like, what the fuck happened to George? Nah, I, um, the, it was on the metal, and the metal was dusty, and the takeoff was also really dusty, so we put Coke, Coca-Cola, yeah. on, and, like, I'm sure you guys have done the same thing, yep. and we let it dry, so we poured it over, and then it was warm, so it dried, and then, but we didn't do the landing, so, basically, like, I just did the, the Rudy, and then, like, I was trying to absorb the landing so I could macaco out. But, like, when I went deep for the landing, like, my knee slid under my body and, like, it twinged hard. But, Ugh. like, for a second, it felt like, like, it looks like I'm holding my shin, the top of my shin, but, like, it was more my knee. And it was like, I, like, twinged it really badly. And, like, for a second, I thought, like, it was seriously, like, some, I don't know, some ligament damage or something. Because um, if you watch the video, like it f- looks pretty bad. Like wh- when oh, I don't even wait, is it even in the video? No, it is. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That you're like you look like you're in pain, and I was like, what the hell just happened? And then you do it again, and I was like, I guess he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like 
it was really sore at the time, but then like I don't know, I just stood up and like walked around for a minute and then tried again. No shit, and that was it. Just like you felt like this, like quick, like ah, and then it went away, and then you did it again. That would that's just it. Yeah, I was holy no shit. Way I was leaving without doing it. Like, Hell yeah. I had to do it. I, uh, I like that. I like hearing that. Uh, I'm going to let you ask the next one because I don't remember which Dive Kong you're referring oh, to. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about? Okay, so this next question, then you can ask the, ex- the next one. Yeah. Uh, this next question is another movement. Uh, there is this big-ass Dive Kong that you did. Uh, well, there was a lot that you did, but this specific one uh, was brick walls. I believe there's a drop in the middle, and then after you completed it, you were, like, shaking your hands, like, like in pain. Oh, yeah. Was it? Yeah. What was that? I have, you know, when you bruise your palms. Oh, my. I know exactly Damn. what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. I've had bruised palms for a year and a half. What? Um, they're still bruised now. What the fuck? You never let them heal? I tried to let them heal, but then I always do dive pong. <laughs> <laughs> That's not trying. <laughs> like today, today, like I made them so much worse. Like today. Recently, they were getting, like, a bit better, but then, like, even today, I did, like, a decently big, I was prepping to do something that I wanted to do, and, like, on one of the preps, I, like, sent a dive, and, like, it was so painful, but, yeah, that's why I'm, like, shaking my hands, because I, I, I had already done it, like, three times. Oh, shit. Um, and so that's the feeling of the bruising. Every time, like, when the camera cut, I, like, when Joe was like, yep, yeah, good, I was like, Fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Like, so, it's, do you take any pain pills for that? Or you're just like, fuck it, I'm gonna push through the pain. Nah, I don't take any painkillers for. It. I just like endured it for the clip. <laughs> Jesus. Um, why don't you put them in like they're both palms? Yeah, both palms. Knees weak, arms are heavier. There's vomit on your sweater already. Mom's for <laughs> mom's spaghetti. Uh, dude, why don't you put them in bowls of Epsom salt with with warm water and like stuff like that? You know what I mean? Like these like remedies that could. I try to speed it up. When you do, when you do big dive pongs, this thing is inevitable. Like, it's gonna keep happening. Like, you shouldn't do massive jumps to your arms, like, and your hands, like. Right. It's not good. So, like, and I'm someone who does dive pongs quite a lot. So I think that, like, yeah, I should probably. I just need to let them heal. Like, what I really need to do is just like take like six months where I don't really do any dive pongs. Uh, I don't know about that long, but yeah, you you can't really do dive if you want to. Okay, not- Six months, but like at yeah. least like a couple months, like yeah. something. But so you're gonna end I up. Have, I have tried to take breaks, but like I've done where I've avoided doing them for months. But the bruising doesn't really go away. So fuck, man, that happened to me. Not as severe, clearly, but it happened to me in like I believe March. No, sorry, May. Um, I bruised the shit out of both palms, and on top of that, I cut them open a bit. So they were bruised yeah. and bleeding, and uh, they weren't healing because I kept using them. And then uh, I, st- I just completely stopped, and now they're not bruised. But if I do another big dive kong, it could come back. Um, yeah, that's like the same, exact same for me. Like, Damn, dude. It just never like fully goes away. Like It's always there, a tiny bit. No, yeah, no, absolutely. All right, well, coming off of that topic, <laughs> yeah. what was your favorite moment in Soul Destroyer? There's got to be a fuck ton, but... There's got to be something. Honestly, do you mean in movement-wise or just like... Oof. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, how about how about this? Give us both. Give us like your favorite experience moment and your favorite movement-wise. Yeah, moment. like your favorite life adventure moment with the guys and then your favorite parkour free-running move from Soul Destroyer. Um, 
don't know what the favorite power forward moment was. Um, it's hard to think about. Like, I really don't know. Like, what? I don't know. Um, I feel like I was the happiest. Johnston did a line. You know the line where he palm spins the van at the end. Yes. Yeah. That yeah, was that sexy. Was fucking amazing. I honestly feel like the happiest moment for me was watching that line. Like, I don't even think it was one of my lines. No I shit. Felt like I, I felt like I was, like, there were some lines that them guys did, like Johnson did and Jordan did, that, like, I actually felt, like, so hyped on. Like, I felt like I was even happier than when I saw my own lines. <laughs> Damn. That is actually really, really interesting Damn, to hear, Damn, you're a pretty good teammate, huh? You're a good guy. Now, it's just, like, I know, for the, like, how good it felt. Like, I know, like, when you do a run perfectly executed, like, the way, like, it just feels amazing like it's good it's hype it hypes me and like motivates me when i see that i'm like oh shit like i need to step it up i need to do something that's like that's, you know what i mean i need to do something good so right that's really good to hear man that's also just another way to show that you have genuine love for the sport um do yeah. you do you have any uh like favorite moment as far as not parkour wise but like when you guys would like hang out in the the airbnb or go out or something yeah when in the in the um actual video when you see us all in london when we rented the airbnb and then when when we were finished filming we all got really drunk <laughs> dude <laughs> dude <laughs> you're just like this i was like oh he's <laughs> i'm complaining about there being new beers left yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's the that, time that was, that was that was a good that was funny what, like, we what time all, is it like we'd all done well and like it was just a good feeling because we knew that like it was successful. We had a dry um, two weeks in London. Like, it didn't rain once. Oh, fuck we had yeah. Dry weather, and we got good clips. And it was just, like, successful. So then we all, yeah, got drunk. Keelan bruised his heels. Doing he a gainer at night. <laughs> yeah, that's, it. that's in the video, right? Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Why would he do that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Because everyone, he was like, oh, I'm going to do a flip. And someone just said, I, I think it was Luke, which is like, gainer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's Luke's fault. Like he just, he just did the gainer, and like I wouldn't want to gainer off that on a, on a good day. Like, <laughs> so why he did that is, is and then the like, alcohol hilarious because he tried to say that it was gals. We got back today. We got back, and everyone was like, "Oh, Keon can't train anymore. He's he's, bruised, he, he's hurt himself." And Keon was like. No, it wasn't that bad. The landing, the landing was good. Like, he, he was obviously drunk. And he was like, no, the landing actually honestly wasn't that bad, guys. Like, I just think I bruised my heels a bit. And then um, someone had posted the video in our Snapchat group, our movie Snapchat group, and, like, Giles just, like, watching the video. And was like, Keelan, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like you, you gainered off, like, a seven-feet box on onto your heels on concrete. <laughs> like, that landing sucked, okay? <laughs> yeah, like, that is yeah. funny. No, that that does sound like a great moment. Actually, to branch off of that, you know, given that Spitting in the Wind is also one of your bigger projects, what was your favorite moment from Spitting in the Wind, if you could name one? Um, for, in terms of movement, um, probably in the freeway park when I did the I did them plyos and they hung up the double side, and then I did straight yep. after I did the side down the double side. And then before non-parkour, 
we camped out in the desert and like it, it didn't spit in the wind you see and uh, there was loads of shooting stars and stuff and like we're in the desert in Arizona yeah and there were stars and it was just like like, and you see Robbie, there's a clip of Robbie, and he, like, sees it, and he's so happy. Oh, yeah, dude, that moment, that was precious. Yeah. That, that was fucking, that was amazing. He, he, he's so happy, and it's just, like, amazing. Like, it's one of them things where you just, like, couldn't, like, it, it looked too good to be true. Like, it looked like something out of a film. Like, I've never seen that many stars, ever. Damn. Like, not, never. Like, it was crazy. It was amazing. That's that dope. Sick. I love hearing these. <laughs> All right, well, on to the next question. Uh, completely changing topics again. Yeah, we're ending with Soul Destroyer here. Um, how do you maintain your motivation and passion for training? Um, I feel like progression is the main motivator. Like, for me, like, I feel like as long as I know I'm progressing in some way, that's the motivation, like, my my goal in parkour is just to be the best that, that I can be. Mm-hmm. So it's, that that's the mindset I have. Like I just want to be the best I can be, and th- that's the motivation. Like even if I'm not progressing in one way, like for example, I could be trying the same standing precision for six months and not getting any closer, but then I'll just think, oh well, I'll start doing something else. So like, oh, I'll work on doing like running prees, or I'll work on doing side freeze or like right i just always want to grasp something to get better and that's the main motivation and then i feel like having good positive people is definitely like something really important for me personally like yeah i feel like having the right people to train with so having people that get you hyped in a good way hmm. uh, and then having good good friends to train with and then like even like likes of my girlfriend and stuff like being uh, very supportive and right understanding like parkour whereas i feel like a lot of people uh, uh, well you could say a lot of girlfriends maybe and just people in general wouldn't really understand parkour right um but i feel like yeah that, that, that's a good thing to have supportive people is, and people who like push you to do things that you want to something that is important for me personally but it's different for everyone, but them right. th- things definitely help me. So that's pretty much like if that that'd be pretty much the advice you would give to anyone watching now who's like younger, starting out, and maybe having trouble finding motivation to continue or something. That's pretty much what you would tell them. Yeah, definitely. Like the the progression one is the main thing. Like progression, like make markers to be able to see your own progression. Because I'm sure you two have have met a lot of people who are like. I've been so sick and they just quit training. Yep. And like, you're just like, where I live, there's so many people who could have been so amazing and they just quit. And like, I think big parts of that, like some of them have even told me because they couldn't see their own progression. Interesting. Even though they were getting better, like they didn't see their own progression. So like, Hmm. that's where I think like filming yourself and like stuff can be, even if you don't want to post. Right, right. I agree. I feel filming your filming yourself is a good marker of progression. Like to see, oh, look how clean this was compared to last year, mm-hmm. or like stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's good. It's definitely that's what I would tell them. Do you also? Progression is the key. The progression is the key. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you also find yourself reminiscing on your roots as a way to maintain? Yeah, definitely. Like, it's crazy. Like, because some of the stuff, like, locally, I'm sure it's the same for a lot of people around the world. Like, loads of stuff. Like, if you had told me, like, 10 years ago when I started, all oh, one day you will do this jump and you will do this jump. Back then, <laughs> you would have said, fuck that, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> one can do that jump. So it's like, good to look back and then think how far like especially if you, like I've lived in the same place my whole life so it's like good to grab and like the levels of like definitely when I reminisce about when I first first came it definitely I would say 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 that last bit one more time because I think the audio fucked up again Say that last bit that you said, like just the very last sentence one more time, because I think the audio messed no, up. I just said, yeah, I agree. I agree that reminiscing on when you first start training is definitely motivational as well, like to see how far you've come. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Um, I, I find myself personally uh, having this like, um, I guess you could say emotional connection to things that also help yeah. me maintain passion. Like not just like a athletic side of view, uh, point of view, sorry, um, with progression. Cause by the way, what you said is I a hundred percent agree. And I, we all, I feel like a lot, a lot of athletes use that as a way to maintain their passion and motivation. But there's also this like <laughs> sub, um, this sub reason, which is, a uh, an emotional attachment to why you started. Yeah. For you, for examples, having seen, David Bell and and Scott Jackson and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so do you feel that you have any weaknesses that should be worked on at all? Do you feel like maybe you're lacking? I, I... Yeah. Really? Okay, where? Yeah, I am. Um, yeah. At pole cats. <laughs> you're shit at pole cats. Yeah, bro, me too. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah, I am shit at pole cats. Like, awful. Okay, but here's the thing, right? Because polecats suck. I, <laughs> I also, I sympathize with you. Do you say that because you'd rather not do them, or because, why, why would, why no, do you? I, I don't. I try them. I'm just fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> You're being honest, man, and I love it. Yeah, I, I like. There's a lot of stuff, like something else that I really struggle with, which. A lot of people who know me well know. Man, I can't Arabian. What? You can't Arabian. I can't. I can Arabian, but just really badly. <laughs> like, I know it sounds ridiculous. Everyone I tell, they're like, "What? You can't Arabian?" I'm like, "No, I cannot Arabian." Interesting. You what know what? The fuck? I think, but you know what's funny because like you see you see all these like crazy different skilled athletes, and then there's like these obscure movements, like what what George is like, saying. Um, because maybe there's just something in their head that doesn't make sense to them. I don't know. Like, there's movements that I can't do because I can't wrap my head around it. Dude, the man can dub side on flat. Okay, <laughs> well. That makes it even more... I just... Like, it's something to do with my shoulders. Like, I can never get that perfect set of, like... My body's always, like... Instead of being, like, Swai Arabian, and then I'm like this. Yeah. My body's always like this. I get, yeah, I get like, what you're saying. I just can't get the access. I, I've tried for a long time. But yeah, it's that weird. It's that weird motion of like coming up, having the 180, and then front at the same time is like confusing. I find it weird. Like any other half questions, things are fine. 
just in Arabian, like, and I can I can do Arabian half out, but like, still looks it still looks fucked up. You know what's <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually like, cause like, my Arabians are alright, but like, I actually find doing Arabian halves out half outs way easier than just doing a regular Arabian. Wait, hold up. Uh, is are your is your hand covering like a part of uh, a phone or uh, your microphone or anything like that? What about now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's better, Ben. That's better. Can you repeat what I, you said? I think I have my phone down, like pressing against something. Oh uh, okay. yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So repeat that last um, bit. Um. Yeah. Arabians. I fucking. Yeah, I'll try and get better. I'll make it my goal to serve <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, when you come to Florida, you yeah. gotta do it. Uh, by the time I get to Florida, I will have a pristine Arabian. Hell yeah, fantastic! That's a pristine Dude, Arabian. If you, don't, if you don't have them, uh, you can't get Chipotle. Dude, oh uh, yeah, we can't buy you Chipotle, man. Uh, that's a deal breaker. <laughs> that's a deal. <laughs> uh, did you, so? Uh, this is just a side, unnecessary question. Did you get guac on Chipotle when you were eating it? No man, no guac. No guac. I'm. I don't know if you boys know about my diet, but it's not good. What? Okay. Well, I want to know now. So, what's your diet? <laughs> I um basically I eat chicken, mainly chicken, pizza, <laughs> no fruit or vegetables. <laughs> um, I've actually never eaten. Most vegetables I've never eaten. Most fruit I've also never eaten. What okay. the fuck? Um, so you're losing me. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just eat chicken and carbs basically. Dude, he has the diet I want. That's it right there. That's all I gotta do, right, chicken Tony? And carbs. Tony, all I gotta do is eat a fuck ton of carbs, and I'm gonna pile uh, like a god. No, no, you're gonna get a stomach I like a fat water. ass. What was that? As well, I only drink water. Okay, well, that's good. That's fair. That's really good. Nothing else. I don't drink any, like, fizzy drinks or, like, just water. You drink energy drinks? No. So you don't drink any carbonated water or juices? No, nah, no caffeine. Do you drink lemon water? No, just water. Damn. Literally <laughs> just water. Okay, I'm going to still keep suggesting stuff because I can't <laughs> believe it. How about milk? <laughs> uh, nah, not, not in a long time. I don't drink milk anymore. No. So you're just simplistic <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, I don't know. Like, hey, man. People are like, Daryl like, is always like, <laughs> Daryl always says, Wave Zilla. He's always like, George, I'm worried about you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Is everything okay, dude? For your health. Yeah, that <laughs> is, uh, that's very interesting. I would have never, I would have never assumed that, man. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, um, I thought, I most people know, to be fair, most people, like, some people message me and they're like, ah, yes, pizza every day. And I'm just like, ah, yeah. <laughs> you know it, and I'm not going to change. <laughs> All right, yeah, so exactly. next. Working. So. All right, so next question. Um, this is more advice, again, to anyone who's watching. So, obviously, you've done double side on flat, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. If you had to give advice to anyone who wants to attempt a double side on flat, given that they like, you know, have a really high side flip and whatnot, they're confident in sides, they've done doubles off of other things. What advice would you give them other than just being naturally springy? Um, like for that, like it's, it's definitely more than being springy to do that because I feel like you need the right 
talk. I feel like the talk is the main thing. Um, and I feel like the height isn't even as important as the rotation. Like, I feel like definitely undertuck. That's my advice. Okay. Um, definitely undertuck because then you can get your knees, like, right in your face. Like right. That. Like, you can get your knees right up in your chest. Um, I also find that when I was a kid trying to learn double sides, I did tuck in front. But I feel like that kind of leans you back sometimes. Yeah, like, makes you do that side in, back out thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I feel like when you tuck under, it helps keep your chest in the right position so that you go completely sideways. And the set is very important. Like, actually throwing your arm, like, actually, when you set, using your arm loads right. is the main And don't just focus on the height. A lot of people send me videos of them trying to do even off obstacles and they're like oh how can i help but like they're just pushing up way too high right and then all all the rotation is killed right right because they push too high that yes they're getting nice height but like it's much more about the rotation that's my advice like think, think about snapping the rotation practice snapping the rotation practice doing like maybe like one and a half up onto something like a big gym map or like ah, something yeah. like that like that or like the way I did it was I just I just gradually got lower and lower and lower. Like I just kept doing it off lower obstacles with less run up every time. Like to where I was doing it off like things that were like two feet. Okay. Not much run up, and then eventually I was just like, it, it'll work. Like you know, you should know. I think when you're ready. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like, you should know for sure. I agree. Um, this is a side topic. Uh. <laughs> Do you, because when I do doubles, I actually, and I've never seen anyone else do it, or not like recently, I actually over-tuck and under-tuck. So I over-tuck my right leg and under-tuck my left leg. Have you ever done that? Because I feel like I'm the only fucking person that does that. You, I think you are. I've ever, I have ever did that. No, that's actually pretty insane. I, Although, I can kind of picture it working okay. Like if I did outside leg, under yeah the other one or it could me i don't know it would feel strange for sure that's just i don't, I don't know why because whenever i do it it's just like having your hand come up to your shin here feels com like because i side flip left so having your hand come up to your inside leg feels comfortable and then my left hand just naturally goes under tuck and then that's i've like for all my double sides that's how i've done them and i've never had an issue with it so i'm just everyone's like oh why do you do that and i'm like i don't fucking know it feels comfortable i mean exactly comfortable then do it like, yeah if it works if, you, if it works for you then keep doing it that's a good thing about parkour there's no right way Hell yeah. there's no wrong like you can do whatever the fuck you want yep speaking of technique um is technique. there technique <laughs> is there any um like for example max on your team um he has like this need to stick things like basically on his toenails right <laughs> Yeah. Like, is there any type of like specifications you give yourself? Like, okay, I when I do my plows pre's, like I want to make sure that I stick it like this, and I won't move on until it's stuck like this, and it's got to be on the balls of my feet here or what have you. Is there any like? I'm not as critical as Max, and I don't need to go on the toenails like, but it needs to still be a good stick. Like, it needs to not be a wavy like where you land and like rock back and almost fall off like. It has to be a solid stick, and I try to not get a lot of like 
deep landings, but sometimes with challenges, it's hard. Like, especially something to max, like sometimes I'll just land really deeply and awful and just be like, that's it, I'll take it because it was so hard that I don't want to do it again. But like, I definitely try and get the check as good as I can, but sometimes it's obviously, sometimes you compromise for par, power, yeah. max, say par, I say par, and people are like, <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> power. Power. Yeah. Power, yeah. So sometimes you compromise to get power, and then it kind of mm, gets the land on a bit ropey, but like I always practice until hopefully I get a stick that is satisfactory for me. Um, but as I said, yeah, I'm not as critical as Max would be. Definitely not. And also, the ru- is that a rug in the background? Is, is that a what? A rug? Oh, this thing? That is a, that is a cat. This is Beatrice. <laughs> it's creepy. So our uh I love cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean if you come here you could have it. We don't Yeah, you can you can have it. We don't want it. <laughs> yeah, dude, when we uh when we moved here cuz we lived with our other teammate uh Julian Halil and like he just brought it and we didn't know what the fuck to do with it. So we just put it up on this wall and every day its name changes. Today it's Beatrice. Keep keep it <laughs> keep it forever, <laughs> keep it forever. <laughs> what's even creepier is that like so around halloween time we flip it around and on the other side the colors are inverted so its eyes are red yeah on the other and it's side black. the cat is black with red eyes and it's just staring at you we should do when as soon as halloween hits all the podcasts we do we'll flip it around. we gotta do a halloween special man <laughs> it'll give nightmares <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Moving on fr- from more of a less like athlete specific question to a more broader g- general team question, what do you think, in your opinion, makes a successful parkour team? Um, um, <laughs> That's a hard one, I know. I feel like successful. It depends what you determine successful. That's true. In the parkour world, what is what is what is deemed successful as a team? Because you're in one right now. Um, thank you. <laughs> I feel a good team, obviously, is number one. Like good athletes, but I don't think the level of athletes always matters. Like personality is something that is very important, and I feel like people that are re- maybe not relatable, but like that are enjoyable to watch and, like, enjoyable to mm-hmm. interact with. Right. Like, make good content. Like, I feel like, for terms of success, like, I suppose nowadays, it, that mainly means, like, influence online. Yeah. To what, what other people think. So, like, good athletes with good mindsets that are involved in the community. Like, I feel like part of being... Um, a successful parkour team now is definitely being involved in the community. Mm-hmm. Agree. Like, yeah. There's no point being like a beast team if you're just not going to give a fuck about yeah. what the community thinks or like what, do you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. No, I agree with that. And, or if you're an asshole. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, I respect everyone in the parkour community, no matter on the level, where you're from, the level, anything. Like, you know what I mean? We've both got the same goal. We've all got the same goal, which is movement. So yeah. I feel like that's something that you should think about. Hell yeah, but man. It's hard to say. Like, I don't know what actually makes it. Like, good content, I suppose, arguably, is the biggest point. Like, as I said, good good athletes um, with good personalities, good content, 
Um, clothing now is a big thing as yeah. well. Consistently making clothing and trying to do things differently. Um, and being persistent. Yeah. Like, yeah, being persistent and consistent. Consistency is the key, I think, um, for things like to try. Like for Modus, for example, now we're trying to do team training. Yeah, I've been watching those, so, which has which been a very good move. I love it. Trying to be consistent is something that's important. Like, not someone who makes a video like once every two years and yeah. then wonders why nothing is improving. Like, interesting. Like consistency is the key. Yeah, and not every video has to be some crazy banger. Exactly. Like that's kind of what the team trainings are. Like, <clears throat> although a lot of them, like a lot of like Marks, for example, his clips are always pretty banging yeah like yeah where like and like a lot of mine are like taking everyone's lunch money just training clips like just literally training clips but like right. i feel like it's good to see that as well rather than just bangers all the time like well you know what because i think it correlates to what you just said which is showcasing the team's personality mm-hmm. yeah exactly like it's good to know like feel like you know the people personally and like yeah yeah exactly interaction Dude, i yeah, have like I uh, I have this uh, soundbite here. So I have a soundboard that uh, yeah. I don't know if you know about it. You know about it or no? I don't think I know what a soundboard is, but I don't think I've heard any of the songs. I have. Well, the first one is this. Hold on. Where's it? Hold on. Sorry. Give me a second. <gasps> oh my god! I I I I snipped that guy's audio and I put it into one thing. <laughs> what what was that guy's deal? Man, Josh, he's my friend. He lives like five minutes from my house, and he is a beast. May I add, he is an absolute beast. That is hardcore. awesome. He, he is the best hype man in the whole world. Clearly, <laughs> I took his piece. I want to play it again. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> 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 it's so funny because like every comment on that Instagram video is just about the reaction. Yeah, it is. It is. Like it's so funny because I overshot it. I overshot the challenge, so I did try free fly up and overshot it, and he like freaked out. And then I was like, "Right, Josh, this is it. I'm gonna stick it this time." Right. And he's like, "Okay, okay, okay," and then. He was like, are you sure? And I was like, yep. And then I did it on the next try. And he just lost it. Like, <gasps> oh, my God. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is the best type man in the world. Dude, um, play Keelan's he, one. He has a broken ankle. But, like, if you've never checked him out, honestly, he is crazy, crazy good. No, now I got to. I will absolutely check him out. Um, I have more sound bites. Do you remember this from, I can't remember what the channel was called. But it's at the end of the video. Shots fired! Shots fired! What? Does that ring a bell? Wait, play it, play it one more time. <laughs> Shots fired! Shots fired! What? The video is called no. Shots Fired. No, I don't know who is it. No, I, I can't remember who it is, but the channel name is like really weird. It's like Cow Something. I don't even know. The ch- the video is called Shots Fired. It's in London, and I think it has. Remember, remember, um, Prodigy of Movement. Remember Palm? Oh yes, yes, Jaden. That was Prodigy of Movement. It's like Jaden, Jaden, um, Alfie. Yeah, 
yeah yeah one of those guys was in this was was saying that or or one of these one of those guys was in this video it wasn't their channel um it was a different channel but like the guys that were from that team were i don't think i've ever heard of you got to look it up shots fired it's actually a pretty cool video but at the end of it that guy just screams i'm i'm pretty certain i've seen the video i mean it's a uk community video so i'd assume you know but then again yeah could be wrong this is obviously the best soundbite I have, and this is what I use when I talk about somebody that's just being a real chump. Loser! You're a loser! <laughs> I, I, I took Keelan out, uh, I, the, I think it was like two episodes ago, my guest was talking about Keelan, and I was like, oh yeah, well guess what, Keelan's a... It was just him saying himself that he's a loser. <laughs> oh, man. And then, obviously, do you know who SpongeBob is? George. Of course. Of course. We'll check this one out. Can you shut the fuck up? The Caleb Wolfman is amazing. I honestly, like, I, I laugh when I when I seen the final edit of the video. I completely, <laughs> forgot, it. I completely forgot about that clip. And when I seen it again, I was laughing so hard. It like, is so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's so funny. Um, all right, well, we're coming to our outro here. Uh, Tony's okay. going to hit you with the first question. These are our last two questions for the interview we got. Tony, hit him. All right, so what are your goals for yourself in the future? Um, ju- just keep keep progressing and keep enjoying training. Like That's the main thing for me, as I said previously. Interview, like, I just want to enjoy um yeah enjoy doing parkour um progressing and that's like my main goal like progression and that's all i'm saying being happy is is something i like i want to consistently be happy so there's no point progressing and doing all these things if you're not going to be happy so the goal for me is to be consistently happy right i'm happy now so i just want to continue continue with that i got a quick side side question um do you like what do you what do you do for work now? Do you like is it solely parkour based or do you work a separate thing or? No, it's solely parkour based at the minute. So I do Fuck coaching yeah. in our small gym, and then I also coach. Um, we with the same company that owns the gym. We do obviously not now because of COVID, um, but we usually do coaching in like youth groups, schools, and a load of different other things. And then through the Thunder Action Sports, <laughs> I also have. Um, a lot of coaching and like performance work and stuff like that and then um making content and stuff for modus as well do you enjoy coaching yeah yeah i definitely definitely enjoy coaching i love seeing the progression it's like when i train with guys like i'm hyped to see the kids progression like it hypes me up to see people get better yeah i uh i can relate to that the uh another question i have on that is <clears throat> Do you feel like you wouldn't progress as well in your training if your days were more busy with other things that were pertaining to parkour, like coaching, but didn't involve your actual training? Do you feel like your progression would slow down? Definitely, yeah. I feel like because I'm lucky lucky to be in the situation where everything really revolves around parkour at the minute. Like, I'm lucky in that way because I feel like if I did have a normal day job, I feel like that would hugely affect like 
the amount that I even wanted to train. Mm-hmm. Like at the minute, I feel like a lot of the time when I'm doing nothing, I'm like, oh, I could go down to the gym and train. Or like I could do this or I could do that. Or oh, I should be trying to make content of this or trying to shoot videos of this or prepare this line or do this. So I feel like having a bit more free time than people usually would is definitely motivating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you right now. Uh, a lot of your answers that you've had throughout this interview has actually helped me personally. I just haven't been vocal about it. But in my head, I'm like, holy shit. You're not, I'm not lying. You're helping me right now currently. <laughs> well, that is good. Yeah, That's man. Bad. It, uh, it, it's, it's definitely because you're, you're making some solid points and I believe you do lead more of a, maybe like simplistic mindset towards like parkour specifically, maybe in other things like you said in life, you think about a lot, but in parkour, you're more, you're not as stressed out. You know what I mean? You're not as like, I gotta do this, gotta do that, gotta do this. You're, you've stated that you're, you know, you're happy when you're training, you're happy when you see your, your teammates and friends progress, um, coaching, you know, all these things. And I think, uh, I think some people may sometimes miss the mark with that because they get carried away with you know the outside noise so that's yeah that's what i like true happiness is the key that's what i always think like happiness is the key like i don't want to i would rather make less money doing something that i'm passionate and happy so like for example doing parkour i'd rather like not be wealthy like or doing really well but like still being happy and enjoying what i'm doing and like yeah man i get exactly what you're saying yeah i I would rather be be happy and that's that's the main thing like i think a lot of people need to think about that like is it worth doing something that you absolutely hate every single day just because like it makes you a tiny bit more money than doing something that you actually enjoy like i agree with you yep it's got yeah and do you and you you would say that progress leads to happiness for me, it's different for everyone, but it's yeah. definitely a component to my happiness is parkour and progressing. Yeah, it makes me happy. Yeah, definitely. I think being happy is just finding whatever brings you the most joy at that point. And it's, then, it's a byproduct of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah it's no specific. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's no exactly. specific formula to it. All right, yeah. George. Well, can you go ahead and tell the folks where they can find you and all the, your endeavors and, and what you're involved with? Where can they where can they find you? So you can find my Instagram uh, at George PK. So it's George PK A Y with no spaces. And then um, the my team is at the Modus Project. And that's it. Hell yeah! Round of applause for George Magoa, whatever you pronounce the last name. <laughs> <laughs> um, very much. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Dude, we thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. I uh, I really appreciate your answers and getting to meet you. Honestly, like at this point, it, it, the way it's progressing, I feel like we're gonna interview everyone from the team, and then when we if we ever meet them in person, we'll be like, hey, what's going on, guys? Like, yeah, we should. I feel like <laughs> honestly, we're just gonna be we're gonna in the near future for sure. We're gonna try and get everyone on Modus on just one video. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're gonna try to get Modus up in Florida. How about that? Man, I would love it if you can do that. I mean, we're gonna static. try <laughs> <laughs> hey man because we're broke too we're, 
Yeah, we we also have a parkour team and company, and right now it's not doing so hot, so we're trying to make ends meet first. But when they do meet, when we do have enough finances, we're going to try to make it happen. Everyone's going to get Chipotle. We'll, inter- <laughs> we'll introduce you to even more fattening foods. What's an item that he would freak out about? Like, uh, do, you, do you like sushi? Oh, yeah, here we go. Nah. God damn! Like Fuck! <laughs> damn! It. Okay, just know that you live. That, do you no, like you donuts? Live. What? Donuts. 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 Yeah, I like donuts. Do you like burgers? I love burgers. You ever had a donut burger? <laughs> no, but that sounds that sounds good. <laughs> the, the buns are donuts. That sounds extravagant. Yeah, that's amazing. So we'll we'll work on uh we'll work on getting the team over here. I'm gonna have to talk to Giles, which is basically your all your guys' father. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, we'll keep in touch. Uh, it's gonna be exciting. What I just thought of, I was like, cause he was like, oh, Giles is like your father. So I was gonna, it'd be funny because like, hey, can um, can George come over for a sleepover? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, and he is boss man, daddy Giles. The boss man, daddy Giles. And then the mo- the moment Giles lets you do something, it's <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, man, I was just gonna say we'll keep in touch. It's gonna be exciting to see uh, what Modus has in store, what you have in store, and hopefully things pick up wherever you're at once uh, this whole COVID crap uh, fades away. And then we'll see yeah. if we can get Modus over here in Florida. And if not, then so far you and Luke specifically. <laughs> awesome. That, that would be great. All right, man. Well, I don't have anything else to say. Thanks for coming on, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on. I really appreciate it. It was nice talking to you both. Yeah, for sure. We'll probably uh, upload this next week, so you'll see all the stuff about it and, and whatnot. And cool. Yeah, send me the stuff, and I will share it. All right, six, jo- six George, <laughs> six George. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, man. Good boy. Peace. Good night. Take care, man. Bye. Bye. Well, that was George McGuff. BK. That was George BK. <laughs> I can't say his last name yet. BK. It's McGowan. It's McGowan. It's Where's McGowan. he going? <clears throat> He's going up and down, dude. dude he does plyos. McGowan. Sponsored by McDonald's. Mick going to Mick Florida. Going. He's doing Mick parkour. That's right. Mick free running. This is getting worse by the second. No, it's not. It's <laughs> Mick Gray. <laughs> <It's Yeah>. Mick- <laughs> uh, anyway, guys. Well, that was the interview with uh, George PK. As you can see already, if you were to compare Luke Stones' or Luke Pebbles uh, and George's interview, you can see that, you know, they are saying what's true. Personalities within that team do differ, and you know the way they answer questions and what they want to talk about just really does differ. Um, so I hope you enjoyed it. I hope some of you got some insight. I personally – stop hitting my microphone. I personally actually got some pretty touching like advice from him. Like It directly targets what's going on with me right now, which is crazy. So I actually personally enjoyed that because with Luke's, it was more about getting the questions out. Uh, and whatnot and just enjoying what like his storytelling but this one actually like personally affected me uh so i thought that was great what about you tony he's all right (laughs) (laughs) no that was a that was a dope interview uh he's actually i don't know why but like well i guess because like he's a way more like humbling and respectful person than i guess i pictured him to be i didn't picture him to be a dick but i didn't picture him to be like that that polite you know like he was he's great he was like i get i feel like i could actually sit down and have like a legitimate like besides this like in-person conversation with him we will we're he when he comes here yeah and he gets chipotle and he gets and chipotle. Un- unfortunately everyone uh we were 
unsuccessful in trying to find out who they hate the most in Moda's project. We still can't do it. But uh, we'll get the other the other uh, teammates on, and you know we'll find out eventually. I have I have a theory that we'll interview everybody. Nobody on the team gonna say it, but Giles will say. Giles will say. Giles it. will be like instantly, without second second guessing it. He'll be like him. Yeah, I fucking hate that guy. Or or they finally come clean. And they all collectively say they hate Giles. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever one, but yeah, uh, super fun. Um, I never pictured him to be. I I pictured him actually because once again I was telling him at the beginning of our interview I was like hey man like all we know through other athletes is their movement you know you don't really get to see fully who they are or how they interact you only see their movement so you can only make your own assumptions or judgments off of kind of their personality mm -hmm. and so for me I thought he was actually more um, how do I say it like blank like not blank minded empty minded like I always thought he was more um, thought he was stupid no not stupid. <laughs> I don't want to say stupid. You hear that, George? That's me. He thought you no, were George, stupid. No, George, I love you. I swear to God, that's what I mean. So when you come here, it, no. you and I are going on a Chipotle. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take I, it. I'm I, gonna, well, then Luke and I will go do some other shit. Well, pick up pebbles. <laughs> yes. Um, no, but I thought he was more just like simplistic-minded. Like, for example, when I heard about him, because this isn't the first time I heard about him staring at the back of a fucking airplane that seat. That was the first time I heard about it, that, that was the second time it reminded me. That was a Julian me. moment, honestly. That's something Julian would do. D dude, when I heard that, I was like, oh, okay, well, George just kind of has like, he can he can go into a blank-minded set. He straight uh, up meditated. That's he, what he did. Apparently, he didn't. Yeah, he yeah. actually does think a lot uh, about in those moments where, you know, like having no music. These are all things that point to, nah, I don't really think about much. Which then leads me to believe that when people don't really think about much, their commitment levels higher because they don't overanalyze or overthink their yeah. their commitments. But then their you jumps. hear how like his mind just went full blown thinking. Right. So I plane. was like, "Huh, that was actually different than what I thought," which was great. And on top of that, the things he said in, in a very like loving for the sport, loving for life mindset. I was like, you know what? I got to do more of that. Yep. So that was really good to hear. Um, did you get anything out of it, or was it just fun to talk to him? It was just fun to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was because like before this whole podcast, I was like, I don't know, I was just. I, I just didn't want to do anything today, you know? Yeah. And then, but well, like, yesterday you had a pretty taxing day mentally. So, and the day before that, too. Yeah. Your boy knows how to ride a motorcycle now. That means when we pull up to parkour jams, him and I are going to be on a motorcycle. We'll probably just him because I don't have one. But, I'm but <laughs> I ride on the back. I got to sell a helmet. If anybody wants a motorcycle helmet, XL, let me know. Um, but yeah, so uh, that will be that. Let us know if you want us to interview anybody else from Modus at this point or another athlete. Yeah, honestly, like, let's get some store athletes on here. I'm going to try. Dude, I don't think they're going to. No, we don't have to try. They're going to try. You're right. You know what? Because you guys love us and hate us and probably don't even fucking care at the same time. And above all, don't even know who we are. <laughs> even though you're watching. <laughs> even though you could potentially be watching this. Um, No, dude, I actually uh, went on uh, Dom Tomato's uh, post, and I straight up just with no fear with the podcast account, I went like this. You know that post that he just had a lot of sliding? I straight up went, Slid. slide into our DMs. I mean, yeah. The team, and he liked it. The uh, Team Ferrang thing didn't work. We, we commented on that one, too, and we yeah. were like, hey, let's, uh, they let's like talk us. about you know, on the podcast. Honestly, I, I kind of just think maybe they just don't. Yeah, they don't like I us. think Modus likes us because I, I believe that there's a lot of us that is similar to them. I feel like because I know for a fact, I know for a fact, Team Ferrang read through all those fucking comments. Yes, and I feel like they just looked at it and they were like, Haha, "No." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, we are nearing two hours. Fuck. So we're gonna go ahead and get the fuck out of here. I'm hungry. I got close shit to do this on a computer. off. I'm gonna go look at more sportsters on Instagram. Oh boy, I'm gonna leave to go ride mine. 
All right, Rebels, that's all for today's task. To know when the next one is, check your at Rebel updates on Instagram. Spread the word of the hideout to others you think can join this movement by sharing this any way you can. That means screenshotting an episode and... Uh, <laughs> screenshotting an episode put it on your story if you have the swipe up link feature put a swipe up link to the video uh screenshotting the video instead of the actual listening platform uh tagging us all these ways um and to basically just get it out to the people who you think can join this movement dude join this hideout be another rebel because you're the rebel uh show your hosts some love by liking commenting rating this on your listening platform and to show some extra love write a review you know what else i want if you're to do, listening actually? on apple is I want to put uh, Rebel on the uh, sidewall of the uh, tires on whatever sports there I get. Anyway, um, if you guys get money. lost along the way, don't hesitate to email us with questions or nudes to the hideout at SoFloMVMNT.com. Check out SoFloMVMNT.com for merch or more, specifically our new 14T and a dad hat. You can fucking cop it and help us not be broke. Plus, follow our other profiles here to stay up to date with whatever the fuck we're doing. Rebels with the cause. Get the fuck out of here. Sunny. Transmission complete. That is all today, Rebels. Report back to the hideout next week for your new task. Over and out. His ankles broke, but they didn't break. <laughs>